Barbie Lees. I'm so happy that you're here because this is going to be a total different approach when it comes to aging, right? A lot of times, you know, what we all want is to stay as young as possible and we do everything against aging, but you have a totally different approach. So we're going to learn a little bit about that in a moment. But first, I want you to tell us a little bit about your journey. Hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited about this conversation and and all that you're offering. Um, Yeah, my personal growth journey really began about five years ago um, in a few different areas. And in the main area, my five years ago, my daughter was raped and that launched me besides the obvious journey we took, she took, we took, it launched me on a journey of my own being the mom. And um, I went into feeling deeply into society and, and how we even got to be a society that where, where this kind of thing could happen. And, and from there I went into societal healing and women's healing and generational healing and messages that we've absorbed over generations that have led us to to be a culture that we are today which led me into women specifically and how we've been impacted by messages for generations that we've absorbed that have led us to where we are today in such a way that we don't even realize it's just become so the norm that we don't even realize the impact it's having on our lives. So it's all led me to my anti anti aging message of yet another message that we've absorbed so deeply about fighting to not age that we don't even realize the impact that it's having on our lives today. Right. Um, in that, that is terrible. Yeah. What happened to your daughter is horrible. horrible. It is horrible. And there's, it led me into a lot of work on patriarchy and the healing that has to, that has to be offered, not just for women, for men as well, how we've all been damaged by these messages and, and about forgiveness and love and compassion. And we healed. Um, her case was the first to conclude with a restorative justice outcome, which is, truly to me how healing should be offered and the whole experience was transformative and permission giving on everything I've always believed in and it all walked me to this place of healing for women healing for society healing from messages that we are suffering by in our lives today that shows up in ways of you know not of, of feeling less than or having a lot of self-doubt or diminishing ourselves or, you know, messages we heard as kids about, you know, even being told because I said so was an answer. Like we learned not to question things and, you know, boys will be boys. Like these are just sentences we heard and, and didn't question. And I think that because I said so era, I call us <laughs> the children of the because I said so era, Um, and children are seen and not heard like these messages impacted us on such a deep deep level we absorbed a hidden message that we you know initially as a kid you might have thought well that's not fair and then you know brushed it off but deep down and internally we internalized messages of our voices didn't have enough value to be spoken and we were taught to keep our voices within us and 
we became a generation of women who stifled our voices because of a thousand messages we were told. Yeah. And, and, and that's, um, you know, like they don't want us to show our vulnerability either. Right. It right. all has to be like, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Right. And I'm going to ask you when it comes to that uh, and when it comes to finances too, up and money, how, how, um, what is your point of view when it comes to that? Yeah, along my same journey of growth and healing, um, I had a lot of healing to do with my relationship to finances and my my financial outlook. Because again, um, growing up, we heard messages, you know, we heard like, money doesn't grow on trees. And, you know, like all these little things that, you know, you just hear them, and you don't really realize how, again, deeply that impacted. And in my own story, I had you know, parents who, who went through a bankruptcy thing. So money was an issue. There was, I was one of four kids. So it was like, you couldn't have everything that you wanted to have because, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And, um, and then raising my own kids, my, my ex and I had a business and we went through recession years in the late eighties, early nineties. And that was always a thing, you know, my parents moved away when I was, in university and I didn't want to move away. So I had to like really keep, you know, work on money so that I could stay here. And for my whole life, there was, there was this heavy energy of finances and what if I don't have, and I've gone through a divorce, which didn't leave me, you know, very financially like the way I would have intended. And there was always, always that. um, And I think it left me with a, a sort of that backstory in my head of like, it's just never going to happen for me. It's, it's not meant to happen for me. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll merge my two stories in the financial piece and in the work that I do today, because um, I've been coaching one-on-one for a few years now, when the pandemic began, I, and my work, I used to work at a, in a women's gym, I was a personal trainer in a women's gym, and I did coaching on the side. And my attitude was always, well, when I've built up enough money, then I can just do my coaching full time. And then we hit a pandemic, which was sort of like this big sign saying to me, like, no, you're going to do it now. (laughs) Right. So I left my job and the partner that I was with the past number of years, that relationship kind of imploded. And I found myself alone during a pandemic in a financial situation that wasn't ideal. And I wasn't I had left my job already and um, you know, life. And I find myself and I turned 60 this month. So I find myself at 60 starting all over again. Right. And I'm, I'm fully embracing and embodying where I'm standing. I'm healing my relationship with money and telling myself it's not a true story that it can never happen for me. It's I'm in a new place now. And this, this life is mine to create. And I'm stepping in very powerfully to, to the role that I believe women my age have a birthright to step into that we've denied ourselves. And all of it is merging, you know, the finances, I'm going to trust that if I'm taking care of it, and I'm following my right path, then I'm that 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 abundance is going to come my way. And um, the message that I'm offering right now feels so super important and and needed in our society and so needed in our society not just for my own generation and the women who 
like those of us who are in our like 50s, 60s and whatever, but also for the women that are walking behind us because they're being led by an example of fear and denial rather than being led by an example of empowerment. And I see my own daughters thanking me for the journey I've taken oh. because it gives them permission to to walk theirs instead of being the 35-year-old woman who thinks, oh my God, I have to have all of it figured out now because it's downhill from here I, I think it's time that we still like it's absolutely not downhill from here it's like uphill until it stops right it's only way with this to me there's only one way for it to stop and that's not a great option right yeah. so we keep going we, we are entitled to age we are we are aging from the day we're born. Like I've been aging for 60 years. It's just in the past little while that people seem to notice it differently. Yeah. Right. I agree. And a lot of the things that you have mentioned, I'm pretty sure that a lot of women had felt that way. They have this, they also have um, this internal conversations around money and also about aging, you know, like, and what society, as you mentioned, what society has imposed on all of us. And um, I don't know, I wonder if during your divorce, uh, you were in charge of the finances in your household, or your husband was the one in, you know, how, how was that dynamic prior to your yeah. divorce when it comes to finances? Yeah, I'm going to claim right here that I am that woman. I am that woman who I don't do numbers. They're not my thing. They overwhelm me and scare me from the time I was a young child. I couldn't do math. And I, and my ex was like insanely good with numbers, you know? And so, and I was, you know, we both had our strengths and our weaknesses. So we just sort of divided jobs that way. And in hindsight, It may not have been the best way, but it seemed to be the best way at the time. So when, when, and we shared a business, like we were, we were 50, 50 on a business. So we were very, our divorce got complicated because we were connected in so many different ways, but no, I was not the money person. And I'll claim, I'll claim today too, that I'm not a numbers person. So I will collect my team of people (laughs) who can guide me and support me on that because I know my strengths and weaknesses, though I have a very good intuitive sense and I know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So I will work with my financial person to say like this, this feels good. And and he'll go this way and I'll say this, you know what I mean? So it's a bit of a dance, but I'm not. um, And maybe, I don't know if it's generational or if it's just person by person, but I'm, I was definitely that woman. So let me ask you this. Do you think that it would be different if, uh, you know, when it comes to the divorce and the business, if you would have a little bit more, um, you know, uh, if you were a little bit more um, knowledgeable or maybe a little bit more, um, you know, in on hands, hands on when it comes to your finances in your marriage? I think absolutely in our business because he and I ran a business together and he was the numbers person. And I was happy to give that role to him because I'm not Um, in hindsight, hindsight's great. You know, (laughs) yes, I wish I had my hand much more in that or, or at least had more conversation about it. Um, 
yes been more knowledgeable on it because so that's know. something that I see a lot unfortunately yeah. with a lot of women that um, they trust that their partner is doing the right thing because they are the expert at it. But when it comes to things like this or reality check, like a divorce, then things change a little bit. Or um, a lot of times they, they, they think that their partner is taking care of certain things and they're not really taking care of it. So I can see that. And now that you're a business owner, um, you know, yes, it's good to have the advice or the guidance of older uh, coach financial professionals or financial advisors, etc. But ultimately, it is your responsibility as your as a business. Owner, absolutely. Right? And I think absolutely 100% true. And I'm stepping into that role. And like I said, healing my relationship with money, because, you know, my it's a different mindset. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. That's the thing, right? Yeah, I think we I, make it complicated because yeah. of the way we think about money the way we have that relationship that we have with money, right? Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I'd throw that in a little bit generationally as well. And like, when I say I work, you know, I do a lot of on my one-on-one coaching, a lot of generational healing because as women growing up, when I grew up, we were told like, this is men's work and this is women's work. And, you know, just give all this, it, it wasn't our job. So we just, you know, I think we just, again, we absorb these messages without, with just trust and non-question instead of saying like, Hey, maybe I could do that job too. Like it wasn't really there for us. So I think I look at my, my children's generation and, and it's, it's shifting. There's definitely shift happening. And I think, again, it's important for us to lead by that example. So embracing our aging and the ability to still learn and grow and, be open to new things at an older age. Like I see now, I I speak of like a baton. Like I see my, my kids and I sort of passing that baton back and forth because I have much wisdom and guidance and expertise to offer them from a lifetime. And they have this new younger ability to, you know, they learned differently than I did in school. And so they're handing the baton to me and I'm handing the baton to them. And it's sort of a dance now of, of pulling each other. And that's much healthier than the, than what society often gives us that our older people are just kind of like, you're done now. So we shove you aside. And I work with women who the term invisible comes up a lot. Like they feel invisible as they get older. And I think it's important to change that narrative. Right. And yeah, that, unfortunately, that includes the ability to learn our finances. And like, you know, we're not, we have the ability to learn it. Yeah. We just always were told we didn't, but it's not necessarily true. If there's a generation that is going into the online arena is 60 and over, or let's say 55 and over, but especially 60 and over, because they're finding themselves without a job. And unfortunately, they have not taken care of their finances the way that they should have for one reason or another, right? And now they find themselves that they need to still sustain themselves. You know, for normally women, you know, like men die, but women, they become disabled or they, you know, they do live longer. As women, we live longer. So, mm-hmm. um, so yes, you know, like I, I am seeing that more and more often that they're coming into the online arena and in your case, you are paving the path when it comes to aging, 
gratefully and accepting aging, right? Instead of being obsessed with the yeah. anti-aging part. And, uh, and yes, it, I, I'm sure that it's not about you now. You let, you let go yourself, right? I'm pretty sure that there's a lot more deeper than that. So tell us a little bit more about that. About the anti-aging piece. Yeah, anti, I, this anti, is anti-aging. <laughs> yeah, so I call myself the anti-anti-aging coach because the anti-piece, it, it means going against something. So to say going against aging, like to say anti-aging means you're going against aging. This is actually not an avoidable thing. Like we can't avoid aging. It's not, it sets a very unattainable and unrealistic goal for people. And even if you walk through the drugstore, that aisle in the drugstore has that big sign over saying anti-aging. Like that's where you go to prevent yourself from aging. And, and I'm thinking like from a generation, just for my own generation that grew up not questioning anything, we all went, oh, okay, whatever you do, don't get older. Right. And I'm asking, like, I'm asking everyone to sort of take a pause and go, why not? Like, why shouldn't we? It's actually a birthright and a gift. And with those years comes a lot of wisdom through experience and a lot of guidance we can offer, a lot of reassurance and nurturance to the women who walk behind us, who who are stepping onto paths that are unfamiliar to them. I've had conversations with brand new moms who feel overwhelmed and are very reassured by my words of having raised three kids and like, you know, giving them that comfort and reassurance. And for me to deny everything that I've walked through and pretend that I'm not aging, you know, to, to look at my wrinkles as something that's like a horrible thing to have on my face, instead of looking at it as something that's like, there's so much beauty in a face that tells a story you know, like all of us can look on the internet at pictures of like old, ancient, whatever women. And like, we're, we smile when we see that there's like a comfort and a, a beauty within it. But when it's on our face, we don't want it. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm flipping that message. There's so much beauty in a life of story on your face. Like my wrinkles tell my story, there's pain in there and there's joy in there and there's beauty and laughter and sorrow and all of it is it tells a story and you know my body changing over my years you know people talk about like I want to get my body back well which body we didn't say that at 20 that we wanted our 16 year old body back or our 10 year old body back right this is your body it travels life with you you don't have one to claim back this is your body Mm -hmm. and you should be celebrating it for all that it's taken you through my body birthed three humans I shouldn't be angry at my belly no I should be honoring and celebrating my belly right and I you know all of it is we've been handed these messages of like this is what you should look like and this is how you should not age and this is how you and it's so wrong it's so wrong to not let us embrace and embody and celebrate Exactly. We've earned these years. We should be honored for them, not pushed aside for them. So talking about children, um, because again, no matter what, women are the ones that bear children, right? And, but, and then we do have what they call it a ticking time, right? Like my clock is ticking. You know that they say that all the time. 
so around 35, like, you know, women start feeling like if they haven't bear any children, they start feeling that anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have any suggestions when it comes to that? Yeah, I think that you need to honor your body. I think that you need to honor how you truly feel and take away the should message that's like running through your head. I should this and I should this. And, you know, society says I should this. And, you know, just be present or exactly how you feel. If you're not married and you're 35 and you want a baby, have a baby. I think every woman has the right to be a mother if they want to be. If you want to have a baby, but not yet, then don't have the baby yet. I have a friend who had a baby at 50. I know people that had babies in their forties. Like there's maybe a ticking time bomb, but you can have that checked. It's not necessarily true. And today we have so many medical options for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that age should be attached to so many things that age gets attached to. I think that you have to honor how you feel and who you are and what works for you in your life without the pressure of like societal judgment, because it's you. Absolutely. So how do you help your clients when it comes to the anti-anti-aging? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my one-on-one coaching program looks a little bit at, um, it's a 12-week program and it's kind of in in parts. So the beginning part, we're going to sort of peel back learn what messages you integrated and absorbed when you were younger that are showing up today. And then sort of midway through, we're going to kind of clear them, give them new perspective, offer them a new way to look at, at that same message. And then we're going to launch forward to how you vision yourself going forward. It's a lot of healing from, from old wounds that creep into today. And it's a lot of rewriting messages and claiming the power of who you are regardless of who you've been told you're supposed to be like who were you before life threw all this at you who are you meant to be and fully celebrating that I'm I'm working on launching an anti-anti-aging online coaching program that I see as a group program and in that we're going to look at messages we've absorbed we're going to reclaim we're going to claim the power of who we are as women as we age and we're going to walk fully empowered forward. We're going to let go all those messages that have like held us back and made us think that we're less than, or that we shouldn't age or we shouldn't wrinkle or we shouldn't go gray or we shouldn't, whatever it is and fully celebrate and embrace exactly who we are and claim back the power of those years, claim back the the beauty of the wisdom and the experience. And, you know, there's so many cultures that honor and celebrate their elder women. I don't know what happened here that we lost that. Well, I do, but that's, (laughs) we've lost that. And, and I'm here to claim it back for all of us. Like we're going to claim it back so that that program is going to guide us straight back into our own power. That's great. That's great. So I know that you have a gift for the audience today. What do you have? Yeah, I have sent forward um, a slide presentation on resilience. There's a lot of resilience talk in the work I do and like where you were and where you want to go and how you bounce back from something that was super difficult and turn it into power. And I think, you know, for example, when with my own story, yeah, I, I look at my daughter being raped as clearly a horrible moment in our lives but she and I both have turned it into something so powerful 
right? We, we turned that pain into something very beautiful. I call my one-on-one program, I call it wound to wisdom because within your pain, there's that resilience piece that you can peel through to rise so much higher. So that is what I'm offering as a little example of what I do in my one-on-one program. Um, I and would love how, to hear from it. Yeah, absolutely. And how can they find you? How? how yeah, can- um, you can definitely find me on my website, which is barbielist.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can definitely reach out both that way, those ways. My email is barbie at barbielist.com. I would love to hear, even if it's just a comment or a thought, I, I'd love to hear from people. It's a conversation that is obviously passionate to me. And um, whether it's on the anti-anti-aging or it's on old wounds or it's on, you know, being the mom of a survivor, if you are one and you want guidance on that, if it's restorative justice and forgiveness, this is who I am and these conversations are always ones I love to have that's awesome that's awesome so um let me ask you this I don't know are are you reading or listening any books right now um I'm actually my my daughter is home with me for a few weeks and we are together reading a book called everything is figure outable oh yes which is which is a super great book I'm I just bought one um, I haven't really started yet. I just bought a book called You Look Great for Your Age. Okay. So I'm, I, I feel good. like that's something that I might find intriguing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And uh, do you have um, any, uh, well, what is a simpler, a simple pleasure for you? Something that might be simple, but you really deeply in, enjoy to do. Yeah, my, my me time includes, um, I love walking in nature, I love sitting by water, um, meditating, journaling, um, music, movement, all of these things are things that bring me back to my own center. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you for sharing. Well, I really appreciate that you were here today and everything that you um, had shared is pretty impactful. Uh, starting with you know what happened to your daughter but all the way to um, you know how how it had changed your life you know when it comes to divorce your finances and now what you're doing in order to help women with healing and and embrace their age and their aging so Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that for sure yeah thank you you. I appreciate being invited on and I'm sharing I love this message that you're putting forward and the platform to share it within so yeah thank you absolutely you know we all no matter where we come from uh you know money has uh is playing a huge role in our life no matter what even if we want it or not so why not embrace it as well right and uh and take charge of it so we can dream again right all right thank you all right have a good day Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.